This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bohemia, everyone. Bohemia. Oh, I'm your dungeon master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Hard one, surefoot. Emily Axford. Moonshine Sabin. Moses with the mostest. Yes. Ooh. True. Love did, it. Did Moses part the seas? Oh, yeah, yeah, you got it. Okay. Of course. Well, technically it was God. Yeah. But. yeah, that's true. Moses did yeah. it through God. Praise him. Uh, <laughs> Moonshine <laughs> just did it herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moonshine's no. God. <laughs> yeah. No assist from Moonshine. <laughs> and of course, Caldwell Tanner. Beverly Togold the fifth. Whacker of Krakens whose ass is lacking. Oh, oh cute. Yeah. Okay. That yeah. was good. Thank you. Everybody <laughs> did a good job. Huh? Jake, you did an okay job. <laughs> you did fine. I feel like I did stay. I got a solid like C going. That's true. Mm-hmm. You know what? Um, a C average, it's it's average. That'll get you into UConn, baby. There Don't worry go. about that. <laughs> uh, guys, let's do a little recap. So Woo. last week, uh, you guys fought a Kraken. Well, a uh, juvenile Kraken, but still oh. pretty impressive. I didn't uh, realize it was a moody little Kraken. Oh, it was. It kind of. You didn't know. Uh, pick up on that at all. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Wait, are you just calling it a juvenile kraken because we whomped it so hard? No, a regular kraken is like um, challenge rating like twenty three or something. It's like oh, one shit. of the hardest things. I in was the game. just joking, anyway. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> During the fight, Balnor was dragged into the water, and Hard One jumped in after him, despite having a weakness to water. Moonshine parted the sea, and with Bev's help, you were able to save your friends and slay the beast. You found out from a tortured Scullywug that the Frogman had stolen the town from some rough-and-tumble humans called the Bastards of None, who you found captured below deck in the various boats. You freed them, but pretended that they saved themselves and freed you to give them a confidence boost, which unfortunately worked so well that now they have no idea that they owe you a favor. Because of that, they charged you for using their boat, but still offered to be your crew. So together with the Bastards of None, you have set sail for Ember Heaven. And that's where we are now. So you guys are all on this boat, uh, sailing north 
towards Ember Heaven. Uh, Tess relays to you that the trip will take about a day and a half. Uh, so if there's anything you'd like to do in that time, let me know. Uh, Hard One has holed up in the <laughs> captain's quarters. Uh, occasionally there are bangs on the doors of the crew razzing him. They think it's friendly. Oh, <laughs> hey, God. Captain Casper, right? Hey, that's right. Ha ha ha. We're all razzing each other. <laughs> really? I'll come out in a bit. <laughs> Their dedication to this goof is impressive. Yeah, it really is. So you guys are all in the captain's quarters with a hard one? Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I'm going to, I would like to do two things. Okay. One, I'm always practicing reading. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then I'm going to use, use some of this reading to try to learn how to make my own spells. Okay. So Whoa. I'm just going to kind of like play around with some words and some spell components. So <laughs> sort of like when you're in the kitchen and you got a bunch of ingredients in your kitchen, in your fridge, but you don't really know what to do. So you're just yeah. kind of throwing them in some spice. And sure. And just like, hopefully I don't do anything yeah, bad. You put some cake in a, you put some batter in the oven and then you accidentally summon a demon. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I guess do an arcana check. Got a nat one. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> uh, moonshine. You're like a little kid making potions. <laughs> you take two damage as you accidentally chill touch yourself uh, as you're trying to uh, enchant uh, a potion. And now I'm gonna root through a closet see if I can find like some long sleeve shirts. Okay. Like, like oh. maybe some gloves. Oh, Paul! How's Paul? Paul coming along? Uh, oh, on the uh, wetsuit. Uh, <laughs> let me roll. Uh, check for Paw. You almost forgot about the wetsuit. <laughs> so weird. Uh, Papa got in that eight. He's still working through the logistics. He's looking. He's. <laughs> he hasn't even touched the material yet. Rear. <laughs> Rear. He shows you the sketchbook. Rear. <laughs> Papa, you are getting too hung up on the details. This doesn't Rear. need to be a masterpiece. Rear. Function over Rear. form in situations like these. Papa curls up in the bed and goes to sleep. <laughs> oh no. He is just such a gentle artist. You have to walk around him like you're walking on. Rear. Oh. Can I uh, be? like a cobbler elf for Papa, and like take a look at his designs and sure. help him in the night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you need to skin the scullywugs. Uh, so oh. you, you begin doing that well, almost like you're problem. gutting a fish. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was just corpses. <laughs> you didn't skin them first. Uh, should I do a roll for that? Sure, or yeah. <laughs> Survival, I guess? Or? Yeah. Cool. It's a nine. Okay. <laughs> Can I give him my help? I give him my help. Okay. Thank you. You guys are all working on these pants. <laughs> That's an 11. 11. Okay. <laughs> uh, you continue to disembowel these uh, <laughs> scullywugs. And Baldar goes, so is a long-term plan for a uh, hard one here to make a, a scuba suit? Yeah, yeah. It's a wetsuit. I don't see what the problem is. <laughs> hard one, how you feeling, man? I'm feeling Good. Are you hungry? Are you angry? I'm hungry. I'm angry. I'm hangry. I'm sad, depressed, lonely, scared. Uh, you know, so how, normal. I at feel... least you're saying it all, though. Yeah, in the in the confines of the captain's quarters, I guess my honesty comes out a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Here's. I know that we want to put up walls, but let's put up four walls around us. Go inside, and then let's have a little uh, little wall chat, huh? Yeah. Okay. How's everyone doing? Wall chat. I mean, honestly. I'm good. I'm a little worried about you, hard one. I'm we're all about worried, hard one. Right. Well, so we're going to 
meet my mom for the first time, face uh, my most hated enemy, and I'm just worried it doesn't feel like I'm stepping into this battle on the most solid ground. Yeah, but what battle do you step into on solid ground? You're never 10 out of 10. You're always working with like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, you I mean that's fair. Like, yeah. I feel like my best battles, I went in thinking, oh, God, I wish I could do this battle tomorrow because I feel like shit today. Yeah, right. there, there's no perfect days. There's no, per- but this one feels like the worst day of all time. This is the only thing. <laughs> you say a seven or I'd kill to be a six. <laughs> but did you see yourself up against that Kraken? Yeah. You were literally in a terrain that should have been hurting you, and yet you fucked that bitch up and you killed him. Hard one. Here's the well, thing. Well, that was, Her. I mean, you made all the water disappear in sort of a godly move. <laughs> that was, but that's because you know, you know how to rely on teamwork. Hard one. Here's the thing. When I watched you dive off the side of that ship, I knew in that moment that no matter what happens to you, you'll always be a hard one. And even if you find yourself lost and even if like we venture further and further from home, like you got to remind yourself of that and we'll be there for you through whatever, because in a way, you know, like we're part of you now. We're, we're part of what hard one is. And I, and I don't want to take that away and I never will. Yeah. You know, no matter how down I get on myself, I never get down on you guys. I'm glad you're by my side. And, uh, Balnor, do you have any words of encouragement for me? <laughs> yeah. Um, I saw you just kind of looking at some of the villagers kind of with like a lustful look of, of tread lightly. Blood, tread lightly. This, this feels like it could be constructive yeah. criticism. No, I'm not. You, you jumped in after me uh, when it when it could have killed you. And, you know, I'll, I'll never question your heart. Yeah, you know what? That's something that a vampire wouldn't do, but hard one would. Mm-hmm. You still got blood pumping there. I cross my arms in front of me for predator handshakes all around. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, while we're doing the predator handshakes all around, can we sit into a squat and then just hold the oh, squat? Oh, yes, yeah. let's do group squats. <laughs> group squat. Group wall sit. Yeah. Keep it, keep <laughs> it, keep <laughs> it. Huh. Huh. Uh, right. keep everybody it. do, everybody do constitution much. checks to see who holds it the longest. Oh, man. Oh, God, come on. I need this. Uh, Balnor only got an eight. Shout out to the two crew. Uh, shout out to the three crew. <laughs> okay. Um, Bev's uh, buns give first his tiny oh. ass, uh, and he goes up. Uh, then Moonshine goes up. Balnor is just super red-faced, trying to use all of his dad's <laughs> strength to keep it going, but he breaks uh, before hard one. I got a 27. Wow. <laughs> just when I needed it the most. I don't know who the hell, I don't know what you cast on my ass, <laughs> Moonshine. <laughs> Honestly, this is one of the few times I didn't cast anything on your ass. <laughs> Wait, few? <laughs> I fall down. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just legs, legs so wobbly. And then, uh, I, and then I want kind of like just like you know while we're all having fun, kind of just gently to her one like quietly, not trying to make a scene. Um, I just want to remind you, not every problem needs to be fixed. But if you want, I can reincarnate you. I want to die. Real bad. Okay, well, I'm going to take that as a positive because if you die, then I can reincarnate you. Take it whatever way you want. <laughs> oh. uh, but no, I, yeah, no, you, that's that's the right interpretation. Harwan, I, I really I, don't want you to want to die because I want you to live so much and I don't want to be alone in that feeling. I don't want to die. I want to 
I want to, I want to live again, and I'll do whatever it takes. We'll figure it out. All right. Thanks. All right. Killing Galat'll help. That'll definitely make me feel. Yeah, a lot better. for real, yeah. right? Let's get you another keychain. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. So you guys travel through the first night. Uh, you see uh, some of the crew goes off to their quarters and there's like crew below deck and stuff. So Hardwick can kind of poke his head out without having to be too social. <laughs> I'm the boss, but I like to do work. I like, I like to work alone. Uh, you, uh, one, you walk outside. Uh, you see one guy's like working the sails. He goes, oh, Captain Hardwick, how you doing, bud? Good. Good. Yeah. I, I salute him. What's your name? Uh, my name's uh, Jack. Jack. Yeah. All right, Jack. Good to see you, man. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, the captain's real busy. I'm sorry. I'm just going to have to escort you away. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Beverly goes to help, but then trips on an actual banana peel. <laughs> falls off the ship, falls oh! in the water, crack, crack and grabs him. He's dead. Um. Okay. Uh, so we're at sea for another day? Yeah. Mm. Okay, then. I would like to scry on Glad. Nice. Uh, and you have Rosaline, so that'll make it easier. Then, uh, I think, uh, young Bev, would you lend the light of Pelor to, uh, some magic? Pelor's always down for a rodeo. All right, great. Um, I disrobe. Okay. <laughs> okay. I disrobe. I put your vest back on. <laughs> I'm naked except for a vest. It just somehow seems better. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> you really got to be either fully nude or clothed with the vest. Aladdin style. <laughs> um, that puts on more clothes. And then I'm going to uh, lay out Rosaline and I'm going to scry on this bitch. Yeah. Let me know what kind of save and stuff. If I know the target well, I think I do. Yeah. Um, they get a minus five to their save. Okay. If I have a possession or garment of theirs, it's minus another minus four. Minus he gets a nine. minus nine to his save. Ooh. It's a wisdom saving throw, and he has to beat 17. I'll roll in front of Jake here. I think he pretty much can't do it unless he gets like that 20. Scry, 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 scry. Shout scry, out to scry, the two scry. crew. Yeah! yeah. Uh, so this is fucking poetic justice because uh, you were first mm-hmm. introduced to scrying through Galad, uh, scrying on you. So Moonshine, you close your eyes and you trance. You get temporarily uh, distracted by the scry chant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I'm the one who's supposed to be scrying. Okay, so bye. You focus up. <laughs> bye, 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 bye. <laughs> uh, and you see... Uh, Galad sitting atop his throne. Uh, he has this uh, throne of of bones. It almost looks like the um, the Iron Throne, except instead of uh, swords sticking out, it's like all different bones. Looks like um, from different beasts and um, various dark monsters. Oh my God, that's um, so cool! And much like the uh, throne in Galateron, that if you'll remember, uh, it was atop the mountain. So there was this giant glass back where you could see. Uh, uh, you could see the sky. You see uh, the blood moon 
in the distance, uh, this red star um, behind the glass. Uh, and you see Galad sitting on the throne. Um, he has this uh, big sword um, sitting by the side of him, much like that um, that tome that you guys found a long time ago, that evil, uh, ill-said oh. tome. It has, like, faces in it. It's got, like, black and gray smoke, um, and there's, like, faces moving in it. And Galad is wearing like this steel full plate mail um, with a big black cape. He's got like uh, on his knees are like skulls and on his shoulder pads. Uh, and he's got a white hair now and blue eyes. And as he's sitting there, uh, you see one of his knights, uh, this soldier in a black plate, walks up to him. Uh, and Galad goes, Have all of the preparations been made for the gate yet? You see the soldier goes, Yes, we should be ready to cast the spell in just a few days, and many of the grave robbers have been arriving, so they'll be here in time for the meeting. And Glad goes, Good, and then we'll finally be able to take back Bohemia for the lights. And this guy goes, Yes, sir, uh, for, for, for the light. <laughs> with all the light and shadow fall. Uh, and he, he he bows and walks away from Galad. Um, you see Galad is now sitting alone in his throne room atop his throne, uh, just smirking and cradling his new cursed sword. And whoosh, the scry ends. Well, we know that he's got that weakness. We got to separate him from that sword. Mm. Kidnap his sword. <laughs> yeah. Sword nap. Sword nap. He's also building some sort of portal. Guessing it's going to Bohemia. He thinks he's getting Bohemia back for the light. Hmm. Um, did you uh, did you see my my mother? He didn't see her there. I did not. She can't be far. But honestly, if I had seen her, she probably would have been at his side like some kind of queen. And I think that'd be more heartbreaking, right? Yeah, definitely. This is slightly better than knowing exactly what's happening. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want me to scry on your mother? Yeah. I won't be able, I won't have as much likelihood of success with her. It's all right. It's Do all you right. have anything from her person? Do you have a anything that she wore? The only thing I have is from my father. What about could I scry on her using the her DNA and uh Uh yeah. Oh. I would allow that. All right, I think I could scry on your mom. Okay. You want me to scry on your mom? If... Just... If you think that I'm not ready to hear to hear what you see, don't tell me. Okay. But yeah. All right. I lean in real close. And I pick a piece of hair <laughs> off your head. And I do a much more solemn scry, scry. 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 Cool. Scry. I'm saving Scry. throw for her. Scry. So she gets a minus 10 at least. Uh, she fails. Okay. Mm. So Moonshine. Ooh. And then I, once I feel it kick in, I say, bah. <laughs> bah. 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 So Moonshine, you uh, cast Scry on Lydia Stormborn, on the widow, on Hard One's mother. And you see that you are once again in this throne room with Galad, but you don't see her there oh, fucking no. oh no is the sword there i don't see her but do i see the sword you do see the sword there yeah 
There's nothing else? There's nothing else in the room, just him and the sword. I come out of it and I say, um, I'm sorry, hard one. I couldn't really get a read. I don't know if it failed or not. I don't know if it, I just didn't really see anything. Thanks. Uh, thanks. Hey, thanks for trying. It's all good. It's all good. Um, let's keep the boat pointed, uh, two points north by northwest. I'm going to go, uh, check the, check the rigging. Yeah, I'll check the rigging. Yeah. I go and stand at the front of the boat. (laughs) (laughs) Hard one stands at the front of the boat for 12 hours. (laughs) Um, while he's there, can I just say, Bev? Yeah. I fibbed. I was it that obvious? <laughs> How what could I have done differently? <laughs> Listen, if it were me in your place, I don't think I could have done any better. I know it's not good information, but I th- I'm at least glad that we know it. I didn't. I saw the throne room, but I didn't see her. I saw Galad, and I saw his new sword. And I, you know, maybe there's an optimistic world where she's has invisibility she's cast invisibility on herself and she's crouching in the corner of the throne room but i also feel like in a world where i'm wearing a man as my belly chain it's equally likely that a man could be wielding a woman as a sword i see what you're trying to say but that's not equivocable at all beverly's gripping the table really hard (laughs) (laughs) it kind of adds up for me What'd you say? I'm sorry, I couldn't understand. Uh, Are you saying, do you have food in your mouth? Um, <laughs> what? All right, you know what? The top half of the frog, it's still in here. I made frog slider. I'm glad you're having a good day. Hey, I got a four-man grill in here, all right? I got to make it work. I see it in there. It's just on the floor. Come on. I don't have any furniture. <laughs> Let me out. We got to do what we can. We can't. Yeah, I'm just saying that in any anything that you can think of that might release a person from a sword, uh, it's 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 time to start <laughs> stocking those spells or taking that into consideration. You got it. Um, yeah, can I do like a, a, a wisdom check, maybe, or like a knowledge? Sure. See if I know anything about curses of this nature. Yeah, Panda, Panda Greens, do you know anything about this? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, that knob, uh, he just took my sword. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait. Wait, that was your sword with the with the, the skulls and the, the faces on it, and it was all gray? Yeah, it's and- an awesome sword. You can, like, steal someone's soul, and then they're, they're like your slave, and you can just, like, make them come out and do stuff for you. Freaking rules. So he oh. probably stole Lydia's soul, put it in there. Yep, that seems like, well, what's happening here? I knew that as well. I definitely knew that. <laughs> Thanks for okay, the... Okay, we're all fibbing today, I yeah. guess. <laughs> Thanks for the assist, Pendergreens. <laughs> now, just real quick, do y'all think that we should say this to Hardwon maybe in a couple days, right before we land? I think we should get him really fired up right before we land with this information. Okay. I think we whisper it right when we're at the foot of the, the throne room. Okay, cool, great. Wait, do great. you guys think it was, like, morally wrong for me to have a sword that stole people's souls? Uh, yeah. Well, depending on whose soul. Although, if someone has an ill soul, do you really want to be wielding such, you know, energy? Huh. 
you hear him drop the George Foreman girl on his foot. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. You know, part of me thinks we should just Titanic this jewel and toss it off the bow. No, 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 no. Well, at least can we sort of like, at least can I wear the belly chain around my neck and we just kind of recreate that scene? <laughs> Beverly and Mojang go to the edge. Just for fun. Just to make <laughs> hard we one take stare. turns. Take turns going back and forth. Okay. All right, well, we're doing Titanic with the jewel, with the with the pendergreens. Get in on it. Uh, yeah. No, I love good times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the king of Shadowfell. I'm going to take a nap in the captain's quarters. <laughs> Papa's in there already. <laughs> You're supposed to be working on my goddamn suit. <laughs> Papa turns over and goes back to sleep and farts in protest. I get no respect on this ship. No respect. Uh, So you guys travel through the first night uh, as you follow the shoreline towards Eberheaven. Uh, The sea is weirdly calm. There doesn't seem to be a lot of life out here. The moonlight cracks through the clouds above. Even the sea itself appears to be dead. Uh, The waves are calm, and a slow but consistent wind keeps your ship at a steady pace. Uh, The next day, you see the blood moon rises for a few hours, uh, and you can now see the shore again in the distance. Uh, The mass of monsters heading towards Ember Heaven is so big that you can see them even from here, even from out on the ocean. Uh, You see these tiny dots that must be humanoid-type creatures or, like, goblin-type guys. Uh, And then you see these bigger hulking ones who look like giant monsters just kind of plodding along. So you guys are getting close. Uh, So you guys see the sun sets again and things are calm. Um, But as the blood moon rises the next day, Mm -hmm. um, you finally begin to see Ember Heaven in the distance. Uh, The city on the mountain... You cannot see the peak at all. The mountain pierces the black clouds above. Uh, The rest of the city truly looks like a dark reflection of Galateron. The big curved bridge that takes you into the city is now this yellowish white structure that looks to be made of the bones of some kind of giant creature. Uh, The buildings on the mountain have this gothic architecture, dark cathedrals, uh, tombs, and homes with pointy spires. Uh, You can see that there are many ghosts and ghouls living in the city, uh, just masses of incorporeal uh, beings moving along the roads and is creating an illusion where it almost looks blurry because you're seeing like these half kind of see-through people um, moving through the mountain. Um, And you see that uh, many of the monsters have begun arriving and crossing the White Bridge. Uh, But you guys are kind of keeping your distance uh, and uh, taking your time getting around. Uh, And you see Tess is taking you guys uh, further out to sea uh, so that you can um, park at this little smuggler's cave. Hey, Tess, uh, you need any help with subterfuge? Because being (laughs) as there is all this... uh all this sort of blurriness in the air, I could throw a little fog on top. I mean, I think we're fine okay. out here as okay. far as the... I, if anything's in the sea, it might see us, but as far I as see. the city, the city's far away enough. And Wonderful. And you guys, you guys notice, slots. unlike hmm. Galateron, which if you saw it from a distance, you would see ships in the sea all around it. You would see airships in the air. You don't see that here. This place um, is dead. This place is dead. Um, yeah, this is like Sounds undead, dead. undead central. 
Um, so okay. you guys see the blood star goes down again, and it is uh, the second night now. Uh, so you uh, steer clear of Ember Heaven, um, go out a little bit further east into the sea, uh, and Tess takes you towards where she said like the smuggler's cave would be, where you guys can park. Uh, and she goes, it, it'll, it'll probably be a lot easier for you guys to, you know, sneak in on some little dinghy or something like that uh, than to drive a big uh, yeah. sailing ship right right into town. Yeah. Dinghy sounds like the thingy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hard one can't help but chuckle. <laughs> <laughs> I wait that's at what him. makes you laugh, Casper. <laughs> she whacks you on the arm. Oh, that's funny. That's funny, too. I pat Beverly on the head. It's a good lad. <laughs> uh, so you guys um, head out into the sea. Uh, you see the pale moonlight lights up the water. Uh, and you finally see the cave. Uh, from here, it just looks like an enormous rock in the water. Um, and you steer around to the other side. Uh, and you see a wide entrance uh, to this cave. Uh, it is a very dark entrance. But you do see a yellow glow deep inside. Mm. And Tess, as she starts to steer it around, uh, she goes, well, that that's kind of strange. It, it looks like somebody fucking beat us to the punch. Huh. That glow's or, not normal? That's not just like topaz? It, mean, it means somebody's in there. Okay. Probably some... I mean... It, Who else it's, knows it's kind about of an, this place? You know, other other pirates, uh, other humans. Should we try signaling to them? That I smart. can turn myself into a bat and check it out. Okay. Can you, before you, after you do that... I'm gonna cast pass without trace on all of us, so that then you're a bat who also has pass without trace. Stealthy ass bat. Yeah. <laughs> so bring it in, y'all. Bat without trace. Bat without trace. <laughs> cool. Sweet. Yeah. Um, Are we in the dinghy or on the main boat? You're on. You're on the main boat. Yeah. Okay. The cool. the cave. Just to be clear, the cave is big enough for you to bring the boat inside. Cool. You're just. Kind of waiting just... outside right now because you don't know who's in there. Right. Okay. Cool. Yes. Why don't you go get eyes on it, huh? That's right. pretty special. That's pretty yeah. unique, huh? Let's see if the crew can make fun of me for that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I turn into a bat and flop away confidently. A very small bat. <laughs> <laughs> he's a druid. That's a normal thing. Did he he can just turn into a fucking bat. Yeah, he's a druid. <laughs> just a druid. Yeah, just, just a, a fucking flying rat. Tess, I'm gonna fucking lay it out on the table here. Yeah. We saved your fucking ass, and then we wanted to empower you, so we pretended like we got hit. But actually, we saved your ass. And all I'm asking you to do in return is to act when he comes back like that was fucking awesome <laughs> that he turned into a bat. Okay? I fucking paid you to pilot this boat. But you, this is where I draw the line. I do, I do, you see a, I do a loop-de-loop. <laughs> you, see, you see Tess looks down and she goes, deep, deep down, I do, I do the crack it didn't just eat him. I just, I kind of just wanted to take you guys for 500 gold. I'm sorry. Listen, Tess, well, we're all out here looking for a W, okay? <laughs> yeah, so when, when Harwon gets back, unless you want to see what we did to the Kraken, you're going to tell him how fucking cool that was. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I drop a bat turn into the ocean. <laughs> Hold on. Actually, you know what? I write down a bunch of compliments and give them to Tess. <laughs> all right, all right. God, you're all so sensitive. <laughs> really just me. Make sure you say aplomb correctly. <laughs> Hard one. You fly into this cave. Uh, I'm going to roll a few perception checks. Uh-oh. Okay. 
I guess we know how many people are there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I rolled. I rolled for groups. Oh, so hard one. Jesus. You um, fly into the cave. Uh, feels like home. <laughs> uh, you just want to hang upside down. Uh, oh, and I live here. <gasps> Uh, you uh, enter the cave. Uh, you see giant stalactites hang from the ceiling. Uh, you hear a consistent drip from the cave walls, leaking condensation into the water below. Uh, you see that the yellow glow is coming from some torches and uh, a fire on the shore ahead. Uh, you see that there's a little, um, a little like beach inside the cave, uh, and no sand, just like rocks. Uh, but it, it looks like there was a camp here. Um, and as you kind of fly closer, staying up near like the stalactites and stuff, uh, doing some cool kind of jet slalom, uh, aerial maneuvers Fuck yeah! Um, to stay <laughs> stealthy, um, you see that there is a boat parked, uh, at the shore. Uh, and, um, actually go ahead and give me a perception check. What is a bat's perception? Well, you're echolocating, so well, it's I guess super it, high. I would imagine, right? Oh shit. Your perception's 11 as a bat. Wait, Plus eleven. Eleven. Jesus Christ. That is a uh, twenty-eight. Jesus. Damn, I'll be bad all the time. <laughs> uh, you see that uh, the ship is this small, sleek sailing ship uh, with nondescript black sails. Um, and as you kind of fly over it and get close to it, you see on the deck. There are de-animated skeletons. On first glance, it just looks like piles of bones, like this could be wreckage or something, but you, you see that the uh, ship is kind of uh, well-kept, um, and you see that the piles are just like a little too neat. Like you see a head, arms, legs, like they're kind of just wrapped up. It seems like somebody could cast a spell and just make them all pop up. Um, and I'll even say with that perception check, um, you see one hooded figure uh, has just rushed down um, very quietly, uh, has rushed down below deck, perhaps in reaction to um, people arriving outside. Uh, okay. Uh, so I guess I'm going to, I've seen all I have to see here. Um, I'll, I'll fly back out and let everybody know. Sweet. Um, hard one. Um, you fly back out as a bat. Doing um, barrel rolls and you shit. You hear just loud <laughs> applause from the whole crew. Holy shit, this guy's a fucking bat? All right, all right. Bad man, bad man, bad man, bad man. <laughs> got a ring to it. Yeah, wow. that's, that works, Holy actually. Shit. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. That's yeah, we're going to start calling you uh, bat Tin. Bat? Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love a good pun. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I really I'm and, impressed. I honestly, I didn't hate, I didn't hate Captain Casper, but Bat Batpatin it sounds pretty. <laughs> Do you want us to call you Captain? No, Casper? No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Bat Batpin sounds awesome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I t I looked at Moonshine. I'm like, I think I really won these people's respect. <laughs> I think so. Hard one. You got. You know, things are looking up. I think I still got it, Moonshine. I think you do, hard one. <laughs> I, I, Put my fist out to pound Bev too. <laughs> I pound him up and then I whisper in his ear, oh, you've got a bug in your mouth. <laughs> I was feeling peckish, man, really. <laughs> it's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I let everybody know what I saw in the cave. How many skeletons did you see? Or how many piles? Uh, there was like, it looked like 
they could have been like the crew of the ship or something. They were like mm. 10 or 12. Yeah, there were about a dozen. Here's what I'm thinking. The skeletons will need to be animated by someone. If we can sneak in there, toss those bones overboard before someone animates them. Oh, yeah, just kick them bones into the... Yep. Into the water. Just sweep them bones. We all got past without trace. Let's go kick some bones. <laughs> Let's go kick some bones. <laughs> Let's go bust some bones. All right, y'all. I'll put on my Adidas sneakers, getting ready to kick some bones. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Sweet. Um, um, Dingy time? Everybody give me uh, stealth checks. Oh, uh, before we get in there, mm-hmm. um, I want to give something to Hard One. Okay. Um, while, while we had some downtime um, on the boat while we were driving here, uh, I made you these, and I pull out uh, these um, blood pudding sliders <laughs> that ah! I made with Create Food and Water. <laughs> if you're getting a little peckish, I think these will help you out. Hey, thanks, kid. Yeah. Turns out blood you can put in pretty much any food. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save these for when I really need them, and I eat one right now. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes, the blood is so delicious. It's almost, it's, it's like you're eating a cheeseburger, but you only really like cheese and you hate bread and meat. <laughs> so it's this very weird sensation of you just being like, yeah. Mm, I can stop yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah, not all at once, though. <laughs> uh, so are you guys approaching, are you guys... You guys aren't going in with your boat, obviously, right? You're gonna like swim in. I guess I'll turn into a bat again. Okay, as a bat. Yeah, into a bat, and then um, we're going in. We're dinghy kings, right? Yeah, I think uh, we might just swim. Oh, we could just swim. Is that a wild? That's probably yeah. As far as stealth goes, that's gonna be better. Let's do that. Okay. Cool. Um, so Balnor joins you guys. I'm going to, um, I will just have Balnor share Bev's stealth role because I do not want um, <laughs> Balnor to ruin your time, my DMPC. Uh, I think maybe that's how I'll handle Balnor's stealth from now on. Uh, <laughs> just, he takes Bev's uh, stealth because you guys, you guys have similar things. Um, so uh, everybody go ahead and give me stealth checks. 22. 26. Natural 20 for Whee! Balnor. Way to go, Balnor. Nice. <laughs> Bev also got a 20. <laughs> but Balnor. But Balnor. Where did he go? Where was Balnor? <laughs> oh, he's just stealthy. That's how he, oh, Sweet. So, hard one. Uh, you fly in. Bev, Balnor, and Moonshine swim slowly towards this boat. Uh, you saw a hooded figure going below deck. Uh, and you saw skeletons on this boat. Uh, you guys don't hear anything as you approach, and nothing um, goes after you. Uh, you guys uh, swim like near the shore, and you guys are like up against the boat now. Is it climb time? All right, we climb up. Sweet. Um, Once go- we start kicking, our cover's blown. So right, yeah. When you guys start kicking, I'll turn. We could uh, also want to toss toss some bones too. Could we also just sweep all the bones into the bag? That might not be good because then they could get out of the bag. Yeah, yeah. Well, they might like wreak havoc on that which we have kept in our bag. We have some important shit in the bag. Let's not put the energy. It's a good bag. Yeah, we need to get, we need to offload some of this dangerous <laughs> material. That's a talk for another day. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So I think we climb up the side. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then do you want to do it? Yep. <laughs> Are we on top of the uh, deck? Everybody, give me athletics checks okay. as you uh, <laughs> climb up. Mm. Twenty-one. 23. Sweet. Uh, you guys silently climb up onto the deck. Uh, hard one, are you lowering down as a bat? Uh, yes. Uh, cool. You guys are on the deck. <laughs> you guys see all these individual piles of bones. Um, 
You see one is like up by the wheel, a couple are down by the sails. Uh, you see um, a little door to like a lower deck, um, but up here uh, is full of skeletons. What do you guys Can do? Can I report for something and you aren't going to fuck me over by being like, you talked too long, you had to make a decision? Sure. What if they're nice? <laughs> well, if they're nice, they're just going to be underwater. Okay, yeah, that's right. All right. <laughs> Should we do it? Um, first, what if we lock the door? Because we saw somebody go in there. Okay. Uh, so can we like prop something up against the door to the lower cabin? Yes. Uh, I good. guess he's saying yes too much. We're making some. Yeah, kind of yep, yep. I, I like prop a javelin up against it so that like it's uh, secure. Yeah. And then. Three, two, one. Oh, I can't get kick, 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 kick. <laughs> You guys start kicking. Um, you guys we're, start we're kicking throwing, bones. We're throwing. Uh, yeah, we're just throwing <laughs> random bones off. You start throwing Tossing random bones, bones off the deck. Um, they do not animate. Um, but you immediately um, see uh, see Wait, uh, an check. somebody kick the door uh, and it's stuck. Um, <laughs> they might have gotten the jump on you, but instead everybody's just going to roll initiative because you blocked the door. Oh, oh nice. that's smart. <sighs> Uh, so everybody roll initiative. <laughs> Ten. Seven. Oh, I got a seven too. Roll off. That's a roll. Is that a roll off? Do we roll off? It's got to be a roll, roll off. off. It's got to be a roll off. It's got to be a roll 15. off. Fifteen. Six. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you guys see um, from behind the door, you saw that the <laughs> door had just like jiggled like it was going to be like kicked open or something. The javelin uh, is stuck there. It's like it's like your parents are wa- watching, walking in on you when you're masturbating. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you ever you try to get in your room and you finish? <laughs> uh, and you see oh, the whole <laughs> the whole fucking door just blows off uh, with a fireball. It just explodes oh. open, um, wizard. and the wizard. door opens, uh, and you don't immediately see anyone there. Uh, that is. Balnor's turn, believe it or not. Balnor uh, just looks at you guys and goes, should I go inside? (laughs) Hang on to a reaction. Balnor (laughs) just holds his sword up uh, and prepares a reaction. You guys see um, coming up from below deck uh, is another wizard uh, in a purple robe with a masquerade mask on this ostentatious little eye mask uh, with golden black uh he looks to be an elf uh you see he's got like uh tight pulled back hair under his hood and he is going to cast chain lightning uh moonshine go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw i got an at one okay so you just take full damage nothing nothing particularly bad happens um, can I ca- can I, so if I have a spell that's a reaction and the trigger is that, that I take a certain damage, I want to do absorb elements. Sweet. Oh. Um, so, so you are you I, are gonna take forty eight damage. Well, it, it says you have resistance to the triggering damage type until the start of your next turn. Also, the first time you hit with a melee attack in your next turn, the target takes an extra D6 damage of the triggering type. Okay. Um, the invisible person is going to cast Counterspell. Counterspell. Motherfucker! At a, Motherfucker! At a fourth level. What level is your spell? 
It's a first level, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Congratulations, m- losing your fourth level spell. I know how precious slots are. Excuse You're going to you. have to fucking zealots trance after this fight. <laughs> this is shit talk I don't even understand. I love it. Were you going to eyes wide shut these skeletons? Easy, everyone. Uh, <laughs> and you see three more bolts of lightning go out um, after each of you guys. Uh, everybody give me dexterity saving throws. All so right. Balnor and... Uh, Ooh. Balnor passes. That's uh, a seven for Bev. 14. Uh, hard one and Bev do not pass. 48 damage. Ooh. 48. Uh, 24 to Balnor, who um, was surprisingly dexterous. You guys are right. I'm glad I didn't uh, act hasty. Uh, but now I am going to act hasty. Um, come here, you masquerading son of a bitch. Uh, and he runs forward, and he's going to take uh, some swings on uh, this evoker. Um, and that is a 18 to hit. He's going to hit 11 damage. Whew, slashes right into this guy. Oh, no, don't do that. Uh, oh, right. They're going to hit us for so hard, but they're not that strong. Mm-hmm. Balnor takes a second attack, and he hits. Does another nine damage. Gotta take him quick. Uh, Balnor, Balnor is taking it to this dude. He's going to use his action surge. Uh, natural 18, that super hits. He does another 12 damage. Uh, and he makes his next attack. Shout out to the two crew. He misses on that last one. Um, that is Moonshine's turn. Okay. Uh, I'm going to Guardian of Nature as my bonus action so that I get my um, advantage on, on attack rolls. Um, and I do an extra d6, but I'm not in fungal form. Okay. So Papa is not... I did not have time to do that. Got it. Nat 20, baby! Beautiful. (laughs) Uh, So you're just going after this evoker? Yeah, yeah, the one I can see. Um, Yeah, you run into the cabin. Um, Balnor starts swinging on this dude, and Moonshine joins. 32! He is on death's door. Spores him for nine! Moonshine, (laughs) finish him. (laughs) (laughs) Um... I'm just gonna I'm gonna swing him around the room to try and hit his invisible friend. <laughs> so I'm just I'm like swinging him around like um like a like a sprinkler in a field and hoping for an ouch. Please kill me with dignity. <laughs> nah, you're useful for me trying to find your invisible friend. If you want to die with dignity, how about this? You point, you show me where your friend is. <laughs> I will take that secret to my grave. All right, I uh, reach up his asshole. <laughs> Jesus! His <laughs> you pull out his heart through his ass. Uh, he dies a terrible death, and you hear a whimper from the invisible person. What huh. direction? <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> then on uh, initiative eight, Balnor is having a spell cast on him. You don't know from where. These tricky wizards could be everywhere. Uh, Balnor makes a constitution saving throw and passes. Um, Balnor goes, "Uh, I felt like I was blind for a second, uh, but I stabbed out of it. Dang, boy, you are passing constitution. You are passing saving throws today. Yeah, thanks. I'm trying my best. That's what happens when you remember your contacts. That is Hard One's turn. Okay, there's no wizards around here that I can see, right? You, you um, know that one came up from below deck. You know that at least two came up from below deck. And they're um, invisible around here. One so. is invisible, um, and Balnor had somebody cast a spell on him that he couldn't see, and another one came up from downstairs that got, like, instantly killed <laughs> <laughs> got by it. Moonshine and Balnor. 
But there's nobody around that I can see. That, right not that now. you can see right now. Is it? Can I pull the audience around the table? Is Hi. it smarter for me to hold a reaction or swing wildly? I think hold a reaction, right? Because then, like, once we get them to, once we flush them out, you can just yeah. whack them. Yeah. I right. wonder because if he throws like a fireball or something, could he like hold a reaction till he sees like an eruption or anything like that? Oh, mm. yeah. Okay, Trace I'll allow that. I'll allow to do like a dex check to see if uh, you're quick enough to see where it came from. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, then I'll get into a really low crouch. <laughs> And hold it. Sweet. Um, All those wall sits are paying wow. off. <laughs> Bev, that is your turn. I mean, should I just hold a reaction too? Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. That'd be fun if, if they like, mm-hmm. go to shoot something and both of you guys just come down with your weapons. <laughs> All right. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go back to back with hard one and also hold a reaction. Sweet. Nice. See if you can Jeez. match this crouch. <laughs> well, like, I can. Inspiring. <gasps> Somehow, despite being a halfling, I can't match the crouch. <laughs> He's so low. Okay. Your tailbone um, is like kissing the ground. Bev holds a reaction. Hard one and Bev are like out on the deck. Balnor and Moonshine are like in this little room um, uh, with stairs leading down to below deck. Moonshine, you see um, another mage um, pop out from behind a corner, not... Uh, invisible uh, is going to cast Fireball up the stairs at you and Balnor. Uh, go ahead and give me a dexterity saving throw. Ooh, yes, bitch. 23. 23, okay. And Balnor, shout out to the two crew. So Balnor <gasps> will take full damage. Oh, Bally. 34 damage. Halved for Moonshine uh, to 17, and our poor boy Balnor takes the whole thing. Can I use my held reaction to Misty step to where I saw that fireball come from? Yes. Yes. You know he came from down the stairs. Cool. Uh, uh, I do that. with Okay. And then I, I Misty step with my sword out so that I basically like Nightcrawler with it. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like the sword is in him when I appear. Sweet. <laughs> um, go ahead and make an attack on this mage. Cool. Um, Bev, when you appear, uh, you see that there is another mage down there with him. Oh, there's two mages. Yeah. Cool. You see it just as you um, go down. You Great. see um, below deck uh, uh, looks to be um, where they were hiding. <laughs> oh, they were just... Downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Great sleuthing, gang. We found Wait, him. Was there not an invisible one up there? There's a couple invisible ones at least. Oh. Oh. I okay. thought, well, we, we got a mages aplenty. Um, okay, that's a 19 to hit. That super hits him. All right, great. Uh, I'm just going to go all out and do a third level Divine Smite. Sweet. Um, are they evil? Uh, no. Okay. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, no, no, no. They're, not, they're elves. You <laughs> okay. don't know. They're not, like, they're are not, they drow? Uh, no. They're not beings of pure malice, but um, they might have evil intent. Okay, yeah, okay, exactly. Okay. Yeah, like just a dude who is bad is not <laughs> yeah. uh, evil. Uh, 32 damage on the first attack. Jeez, uh, super hurt. You slash right into him. So uh, this mage loses concentration. Up on the deck, hard one, um, you see another um, a wizard appears. One right, of the invisible ones. Right at his face. Cool, let Bev uh, okay. do his thing. Ooh, uh, 29. Uh, that hits the mage. A. All right, I'm going to just do a normal attack on this mage. Okay. Let's see what happens. Uh, 20 damage. 
20 damage. Um, he is dead. Finish him. Oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like skewer him on my sword and I like take him over to the closet and I hang him on a coat hook. Oh, God. <laughs> wow. And then I like close the door. He dies a horrible death. And uh, hard one, um, you see up on deck, yeah, uh, another wizard appears. Uh, she has like frizzy black hair that's uh, coming out from under her hood. Um, and you hot. see her um, mask frizzy is like more hair. ostentatious than the other ones. Cool. You can't hide in that mask, babe. Now we'll fight face to face, won't uh, we? I, just, I swing <laughs> my axe at uh, her face. Our one we talking to up there. She sounds hot. <laughs> Honestly, she does. She she can get it, Mooney. <laughs> All right. Try and keep her alive as long as you can. You know, I might want to take a swing. Twenty-three. Uh, Twenty-three hits. By a swing, I mean you know, give her a. Oh yeah. Oh, I knew. I know. Hit what on swing. her, like yeah. literally. Yeah. Right. No, I saw what you did, Chris. <laughs> 11 damage Sweet. on the first attack. Uh, I'll swing the axe again. 20 to hit. Uh, hits. Yeah, it does. 16 damage. Jeez. Final attack. 21. Hits. Yeah. Hell yeah. 16 damage. Sweet. Um, yeah, you slash right into her. I'm well, just wearing a robe, you maniac. <laughs> you hear that, Moonshine? She's just wearing a robe. I'll use my action search to. We talking like? We talking like one of those sort of like um, silky ones? Uh, I touch it really quickly. <laughs> Don't touch my robe. Of, it's like a Don't velour thing. Don't touch my robe. Oh, I fucking love so, velour. She doesn't want me to touch the robe, I'm, so I'm gonna hit her with my axe. Wow. <laughs> it's been a been a long time, huh, Moonshine? Nineteen to hit. Uh, 19 hits. I mean, non-canon, I got it real recently, but... (laughs) (laughs) Um, 15 damage. Nice. Swing it again. Ooh, shout out to the one funds. Uh, That's not going (laughs) to do it. One funds. 25 hits. We're one inch tall and we're lots of... 17 damage. (laughs) 17 damage. Okay. I still didn't kill her. Looking pretty hurt, but okay. not dead. I think she's like She's tougher baddie. than uh, mm. the other ones. Got it. Okay, this I other really mage. I really wanted to deliver to Moonshine. <laughs> that is down there with Beverly. Take me to your carnival. <laughs> of despair. Real. These people are freaks. I like it. <laughs> Ex- except I'm killing them. I'm just letting you know, this could all end if you have sex with my friend. <laughs> <laughs> We don't have to have sex. That's kind of an emotional commitment. I'm just letting you know. (laughs) This could all end if you fool around with my friend. Trust me, she can get you there without it. Just some mild tweaking. (laughs) I've seen it. (laughs) I've witnessed it. Uh, I I wink at the lady, and I've learned from it. (laughs) Uh, This dude's just going to do a fifth level fireball on uh, Bev. Uh, Bev, go ahead and give me a deck save. Oh, mercy. Okay. 12. Uh, not gonna do it. Yeesh. I'm at oh, no. mm, fifth level. I'm right. I'm right near you. Okay. Okay. Thirty-nine damage. Okay. Wait. Was that a fireball? Yeah. I have resistance to fire. I damage. Do you have resistance to fire damage? So you Ooh. take half of that. Ha ha. So thirty-nine. You said. Yeah. I just like brush my shoulder off. And the embers fly off. <laughs> and then I like am crying a little bit because it hurt a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm trying to look cool. You do. Is that all you got? <laughs> we cooking s'mores? Is that part of Carnival? <laughs> Ooh, yum, yes. Uh, that is... Topsy-turvy day, Quasimodo? <laughs> yeah. 
uh, Archmage's turn, uh, the lady up on the deck with hard one, um, she is going to cast true polymorph on hard one. Hard one, go ahead Wait. and give me a wisdom saving the throw. Fuck, he's true polymorph. This is not good. It's like irreversible, right? Remember, you have luck points. You have three luck points. But I also have something called indomitable, which means I get to re-roll a saving throw. Okay, go for it. So I will re-roll that 11. Okay. And I've rolled a 10. Luck but point. I have a luck point. Okay. So your last and I'll chance. use my luck point. 16. Do I add anything? You add your wisdom. I have a 16. <laughs> You have zero for wisdom. You have zero for wisdom. Are you proficient in it at all? He did. He doesn't have any wisdom. Moonshine, you're up in the cabin. You see, hard one turns into a boot. (laughs) I'm sorry. Boot. Can I talk or anything? No, you're a fucking boot. You have hard one. You feel like you're dead. You're like I've just died. Like as far as you know, uh, she just cast like power word kill on you or something, and you're dead. You just like felt yourself slip away. I've done this before. Uh, And after uh, you see hard one turn into a boot, um, Moonshine, you hear a voice in your head go, "Be careful around Libella. She's starting to get desperate. uh, But if she teleports away, you'll be in a lot more trouble." Uh, that is Balnor's turn. Uh, Y'all, the Reporter Spores is hacked. No <laughs> one share anything you wouldn't share with the world. We don't changed the password to one, two, three, four, out. five, though. Please don't say that out loud. Yeah, I know. I was joking. I was making a joke. Okay. It's a performance show. <laughs> Who are you? You sound hot. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you guys, um, you see it's Balnor's turn. Balnor is going to go up and charge at the Archmage. Um... Takes a swing. Shout out to the core four. Misses. Shout out to the three Cree. Misses. Um, That is Moonshine's turn. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go up and I'm going to say, La Bella? What? How do you you know who I am? Because I'm also a very powerful spellcaster and I (laughs) pick up the boot and I cast Greater Restoration. (laughs) So... Uh, True Polymorph is a ninth level spell. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I will let you roll for it since it's a little unclear. I'll hmm. let you do okay. an, uh, an opposed uh, check against her. Okay. She has a plus five to intelligence. You have a plus five to wisdom. I'll hmm. let you guys have a good old fashioned knowledge off. Okay. Okay. Knowledge off. Ready? Yeah, and whiz. Come on. Shout out to the two crew. Oh, oh, no. You get you get intimidated by the intelligence <laughs> of oh a crick elf. Oh, I'm not. sorry. You know what? I am out of my element. I just want to know what's going on here. I just want to say hi, Labella. I'm a big fan. You <laughs> are quite powerful, and I would be honored to study under you. <laughs> uh, go ahead and give me a deception check. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Why can't I ever lie? <laughs> it's your earnest in nature. 16. Ooh. 16. She goes, how do you know who I am? What are you doing here? You came here and attacked my wizards. Yeah, because your wizards were <laughs> holding you back. <laughs> You're the star here. They're getting all the credit. <laughs> <laughs> Someone wear she me. She looks truly baffled. <laughs> just like you have 
that 16 basically got her to just like stand there and be absolutely fucking baffled when suddenly uh, you see another wizard appears behind her. This dude uh, is also wearing masquerade mask uh, and a, uh, a purple robe. And he's got, uh, you see, he's got those little circular old-timey glasses that just sit on the bridge of your nose. Pince-nez. Yeah. Is that what they're called? Yeah. yeah. Pince-nez? Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Pince-nez or Pince-nez. It's, it's spelled N-E-Z, but for some reason I thought I looked it up one time and it was Pince-nez. It's France. Yeah. Pince-nez. He's wearing some Pince-nez. Mm. Um, <laughs> or Nez. We don't know. Uh, or Nez. <laughs> we don't know. Um, <laughs> don't he, add us, we know now. Don't add us. We Googled it by the time we... Uh, you see, uh, he appears behind her. He also has a familiar on his shoulder, um, a skeletal cat, like a cat skeleton. Awesome. Uh, Y'all, they're good. Put your weapons down. They're good. Uh, and you see uh, in the like moments that you've distracted her, uh, he holds up a uh, like necrotic hand and shoves it through <gasps> her back um, and pulls out her heart. Uh, and she collapses. And he goes... Uh, sorry about that. I'll, you I'll, fucking played me. I'll explain everything in in a moment, but um, one of my cohorts is uh, still downstairs. Oh, sure. Uh, Bev, that's you. Yikes. Uh, you are down here um, with this one mage. Uh, I rush downstairs, uh, and then I, I guess I want to see what's up with this guy, uh, so I try to smite the hell out of this person as quick as possible. Uh, does a uh, 19 hit? Uh, 19 does hit. Great. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just going to do like a third level smite. I think... This seems like the end of the end of the line here. Might as well. Yeah. Forty-one damage. Uh, Bev, finish him okay. just in one hit. <laughs> the, uh, these two mages down here were e- even more paper uh, thin than uh, the other guys. Uh, I scream, "Unboot my friend! Reboot my friend!" And then I kill them. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, you slash through him. Explosion of holy energy um, as this mage uh, dies. Bev runs back up on the deck after killing this uh, last mage. Um, and this dude with glasses uh, is just holding this heart. And he goes, oh, well, uh, good job, everyone. We did it. Yeah, Who are you? Yeah, we, we, you don't get to just group yourself in with we if we don't even know you. Uh, right. Uh, and also, were you speaking in my head? Yes, that was a, a spell called uh, Message. Are you are you familiar with it? My friend is a boot right now. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. It actually shouldn't work like that. He must be particularly boot-like. Her concentration should have broken. Um, hard one. You're probably overly depressed from being a boot, <laughs> so it lasted a little bit longer. But really, um, once her once she died, her concentration broke, and you turned back into a man. You have oh. no memory of what just happened, but you just see you are surrounded by dead mages and um, this other like necromancer guy with this skeletal cat on his shoulder holding a heart. What happened, Moonshine? She turned Balnor into a boot or something, you said? Yeah, everyone else got turned into a boot, but yeah. 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 Thanks it, for saying I that. blocked out. I must have you, I must have won the battle. You were so mad Oops. that you just kicked everybody's ass for us. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep, you were Definitely a boot. kicked. Moonshine was a, a pump. I was a nice espadrille. Yeah. We were all different shoes. Hard one looks down knowing for a fact that he was the boot. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks, guys. Uh, anyway, um, I'm... Uh, Sorry for the initial confusion. Um, I was actually one of the invisible mages who came out at first, but I was not trying to hurt anyone. You I... just conveniently saw us win in the battle and decided to switch sides all of a sudden? I'm sorry. Please let me explain. Look, I am a 
recent initiate to a group called the Grave Robbers. Doesn't uh, sound great thus far. They're not yeah, good. I'm about to turn the, you into a boot. Let me explain, okay? Um, they, they are a cabal of mages all across Bohemia who are currently working with Galad Roselle to bring war to the material plane. I am sort of working as a double agent. Okay. So there are different well, chapters. That's quite a first impression. I, I'm sorry that you met me under these circumstances, but um, I'm, I'm actually very happy to see you. It's nice to meet you all. My name's Erden. Hmm. Your cute bone cat is doing a lot of the work right now to make me trust you. Little bone cat is um, <laughs> grooming itself despite having no hair. That's adorable. Yes, that's, that's Bubbles. Okay, the name is helping. Yeah. Oh, Bubbles is cute. I, I also have a bird. Hmm. I have a ram as well. It's nice. Love oh, animals. where's where's your ram? It's fine. It's uh, it's skipping you, across. You, a, you're saying that it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> just looks into it's, your eyes. I'm a necromancer. I just sense that this ram is dead. <laughs> you're fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. I'm not. Uh, li- listen, though, we are all in quite a bit of trouble. Um, these these grave robbers. There are chapters in each of the major cities. Uh, these folks here were from the Gladeholm chapter. They were desperate for a little extra protection and reached out to me because uh, they confused my love of necromancy for um, evil. But I. I quite like the living. Uh, that's why I'm always uh, bringing things back from the dead. I see. You're just a freak. They do call me Erdan the Strange. Okay. Like it's better than Erdan the Nasty, but... Um, I, uh, I don't know. Arguably, that'd be good, too. Would yeah. you like to start calling me Erdan the Nasty? I'm just rolling around on my tongue. It sounds pretty good. Yeah, Erdan yeah, the Nasty. Maybe we can alternate. Erdan you know. Nasty. Ooh. Hey, everybody. It's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, look no further. Aura Frames are the beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. My mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother-in-law all have auras from me and they love them. So from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura frame named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. Trademark, brother. 
Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. They're easy to set up, they are the perfect gift, and they've got unlimited storage, unlimited photos and videos. You can invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody. Okay, so Erdan, what are these grave robbers trying to do? Uh, well, are you familiar with uh, Galad's plot to bring uh, monsters from Shadowfell to the Material Plane? Unfortunately, I am. Yes, well, uh, he's working with wizards like these in Bohemia to pull that off. There are grave robbers in Iron Deep, Frostwind, and Hill Home, amongst other places, uh, who have set up teleportation circles to help Galad um, bring monsters to the material plane. The plan is to ambush the free cities that aren't under the Allah's control. That can't happen. Yeah, I hate that plan. Bad yes. plan? Why did you make that plan? I, I don't like the plan either. Uh, I only joined about three days ago, so they could have a little extra firepower for this trip. I decided to go along because I, I figured I'd have a better chance of stopping it. Uh, these were respected mages of Gladeholm. I didn't know who I could trust. I, I only told one person of the plot, and uh, they've assured me that they will get the word out to the other cities to brace themselves. Um, but I'm afraid I don't know much else besides that. I'm sort of flying by the seat of my pants here. Uh, You're wearing a robe. Right, flying by the seat of my robe. Ooh, hey, who'd you tell? Who's the other person you told? Uh, I'd rather not say at the moment, just to keep them safe. Sorry, little dodgy about who I trust these days. You, you know, seem like honest I folks. I do understand that. In fact, that reminds me that I need to be less trusting. So, um, <laughs> y'all, how do we know if we could trust this guy? I do an insight check. Oh, sweet. Go ahead and do an insight <laughs> check. Right. Uh, he also goes, um, what are you, paladin? Go... Just uh, cast a zone of truth on me or something. Oh, okay. 16 insight check. 16 insight check. Seems to be on the level. Okay. Um... I can cast Zone of Truth. I guess, like, if, if we have the time, I can, like, pull my spell book out. Yeah, I don't think that we're, it, but... we're going okay. in yeah. tonight. I think we've neutralized the threat now. Cool. Sweet. Um, I will cast Zone of Truth. I asked for uh, Pelor to pull out a uh, L-shaped sectional couch for us all to sit on. Sweet. <laughs> I lean back and expect Shark Tank to start playing. <laughs> <laughs> Erdan sits on it with you. I'm in the truth zone, the no-spin zone, as it were. <laughs> Truth so baby. Here we are. No spin. Uh, I miss my dad. I don't think I'll ever see him again. How about you? Uh, you know, I tried to bring my dad back um, as a skeleton once. It didn't work out. I brought my cat back, though. This is Bubbles, everyone. Oh, hi, Bubbles. Oh, Bubbles, Bubbles. Uh, hops Bubbles. out and pop up. <laughs> so scared. Pop up. Pop up. Show your hospitality. <laughs> pop up. Put out the welcome mat on the bib. <laughs> <laughs> I offer Bubbles some powdered milk. <laughs> she go, she goes at it. Yeah. Oh, look at you, hungry uh, lady. She likes it a lot in the powder form. <laughs> I thought she might. Um, yes. Maybe. Um. Am I allowed to ask questions in the zone of oh, truth? Oh, if you're on the couch, if you're on the sectional, okay. then please. I I don't want to probe the person that you are protecting. So I don't want to probe that question, but I want to ask some question. What do you think of Fiala? <sighs> he lets out a deep sigh. 
I don't like to get overly emotional, but really? fuck you seem to wear Theala. Your on your <laughs> <laughs> F- fuck, fuck Theala, yes. I, fuck Theala. Right, and what hey. do you think about Galad Rosell? You ain't some kind of double agent working for him, are you? I very much dislike Galad Rosell. Okay. I offer and him honestly, a dap. Uh, he daps you up. Um, you see, uh, he looks at you, uh, Moonshine, uh, and he goes, you're a crick elf, aren't you? <laughs> yes, yeah, Moonshine's Ivan, yeah. We've had, uh, a lot of crick elves show up in Gladehome recently. Uh, you- Oh, you're from fucking Gladehome, I fucking didn't put two and two, two together! How are they doing? Are people letting them into their homes yet? Is there any sort of exchange program with the students? The Crick Elves are not living in the city yet. Uh, there is a contingent in Gladehome that uh, doesn't want to mix with the Cricks. Uh, suffice it to say, the issue is complicated. How do you feel now that we're in the zone of truth? About I, mixing with I the think crick? they're delightful. I, a long time ago, I was friends with uh, uh, Jolene the Green, the Mima of the Crick. Dear God, are you my fucking dad? <laughs> Am I your dad? Uh, he looks super confused. Did I ever fool around with your mother? What? I, you're a crick elf. I'm a high elf. Well, I think you and I both know that the crick and the high elf, you know, they mix every now and again. The crick are open to it. They don't... Well, I guess we see a little shame in it. But it's only because y'all see so much shame in it. I don't see any shame did in it. Did you fool around with Jolie in the green or not? I did not. Okay. 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 Oh. Cool. Sorry, uh, that M- Moonshine, go ahead and give me an insight check. Weirdly personal. <laughs> Eight. <laughs> okay. You're, you're kind of just, I don't know if you're relieved or what about finding out that this dude is not your dad. The way that I feel is that that would be a lot to unpack, and I have a lot to do before I deal with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, we're kind of like. He can't be hiding anything, though. Zone of truth? He can't well, tell a, lies. Yeah, he's a powerful wizard, though, but. He said, and he said, I didn't fool around with Jolene the Green. I think this zone of truth is veering into the inappropriate. Yeah, all right, that's, that's fair. That's truth if yep. I ever heard it. Okay. Mm. Okay. I lift everybody off the sectional. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you know, good I, good chat, I, good chat. I'm I'm not I'm not your father. I don't mean to lay that on you and you know, for I think all of us kind of wear our heart on our sleeve, so I would appreciate not being shamed for doing so, but I you know, I, it was a lot to think about, and I have a lot of other stuff to think about right now. So I felt some stress that it may that I may have to deal with that in addition to other things. No, that's complete. I, I'm shocked that that could even happen. It is so difficult for an elf to conceive, and crick elves and high elves so rarely. Where I come from, really fertile stock. You see, he nods. Anyways, our friend's a miracle baby, okay? And you need to get used to it. You, she, you are. <laughs> Thank a mer- you, Ben. You, you that are is a miracle. so sweet. You that gets a hair tussle. All right. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> you are a miracle. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, uh, uh, matters at hand. I uh, think that we trust uh, you. Uh, 
Well, thank you. You're a little emotional for me, but I didn't trust you. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. I've, I just had, you know, I came to know a lot of these people over the years, and it was hard to reach through her back and rip her heart out. She was one of my colleagues at the at the university. Honestly, I, I, I reached up a man's anus and ripped his heart out through that. You gave yeah. him a noble death. Yes. <laughs> we killed about He 200. and I went to high school together. That was oh, hard to watch, okay. even knowing he was a traitor. If it makes you feel better, we killed about 200 frogs earlier. It felt pretty good, but yes. I'm still not 100% on it. Yeah. They're people, too. Yeah. They're frogs actually, are well, there is, frogs. There is beauty <laughs> in death. There is beauty in death. Yes. I agree. I right. agree. Although I tend to think that a natural, you know, uh, the death of a good soul is perhaps a little more beautiful than the death of an evil soul. Mm-hmm. And most beautiful of True. all is the death of turning into a shoe. <laughs> <laughs> you were definitely turned into a shoe there, but you did a lot of damage to her, and she's a very powerful wizard. Uh, yeah, I mean, super powerful. She turned me into a shoe. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing that could happen. Neither did I. would love for it not to happen again. If you guys see anybody <laughs> else do it. I'm not capable of that spell. Huh. But you're capable of <sighs> destroying her heart, so... Kudos. She was already very hurt. So what's our... I, so, um, as far as how we want to proceed, uh, we should all have a vote, but I will say that we could sneak into the castle in disguise. Uh, you see he gestures to the bodies around you of all the mages. The grave robbers are meeting uh, when the blood star rises. I have a spell that could help your disguises in addition to um, wearing the mage's robes. Yeah. Carnival, baby. Yeah. I definitely think so. I would love to wear a mask and a robe. Is it tonight? Uh, Or is it tomorrow night? It's uh, tomorrow afternoon. Okay. It's hard to tell when the blood moon is because it's always kind of bloody. It's sort of late uh, morning, early evening. Okay. Well, I mean, I guess let's make it democratic. I, I vote party I'll vote the party yeah party okay yeah I think All we're right. in I think we're in and perhaps we should get some rest then before yeah um I would like to do commune with nature now okay so what it is is I um, briefly become one with nature okay and gain knowledge of the surrounding territory mm. and in the outdoors the spell gives you knowledge of the land within three miles of you okay um uh, you instantly gain knowledge of up to three facts of your choice about any of the following Ooh. subjects as they relate to the area, terrain and bodies of water, prevalent plants, minerals, animals, or peoples, powerful celestials, phase, fiends, elementals, or undead, influence from other planes of existence and buildings. So I definitely want to do influence from other planes of existence within three miles. Sweet. I also want to do prevalent prevalent plants, minerals, animals, or people. Okay. And mm-hmm. then I think also powerful celestials, fae, fiends, elementals, or undead. Moonshine, you, I mean, as far as like fiends and undead and stuff, they're yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. powerful beings um galad is probably the most powerful 
but uh, you feel other powerful people around Emberheaven uh, that seem to have kind of an arcane energy. You get the sense, and um, Erdan can kind of relate this stuff to you too, that there are uh, grave robbers from other cities who have set up their teleportation circles um, in their cities. So you know that there are more wizards here and stuff. And uh, the biggest thing uh, you would notice is that... Uh, you say communication between two planes? Influence from other planes of existence. Sweet. Um, so I'm kind of looking for those teleportation circles. Okay, so the teleportation circles are in Bohemia. Here, there just appears to be one gate uh, that somehow the creatures will be like divided through or something. Um, but you get, you feel the weakest point between the two planes uh, is the archway of the bridge going into the city. Mm. Um, but as you guys um, floated by it, it did not seem to be activated at the moment. And the um, as you're like communing with nature, it does not seem that a portal is active, okay. but like maybe somebody is working on it. So it's kind of like funneling all of the portals into like one portal. Uh, that uh, you guys don't totally know okay. what's going on, and Erdan doesn't even fully know what's going on. He okay. kind of got brought on last. So minute. they might be teleporting here, but not creating a portal. The way mm. the way that um, oh yeah, Erdan has kind of described everything to you guys. It sounds almost like he was part of like an Ocean's Eleven heist, and one of the guys brought on later on, and he's just like, okay, yes, I'll be a necromancer, and then just showed up and is just like, oh, I guess I have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so he's not in on like the full plan. Mm. Okay. Uh, cool. How long does that take? One minute. Oh, it's a fifth level spell. That's it's super a, fast. Yeah. Baller. I sure you just uh, get like totally naked or just lying down face first into the dirt. <laughs> I'm just going <laughs> huffing it's in the dirt. Cool. She does this a lot. <laughs> yes. <gasps> Real quick F hours over here. <laughs> uh, so you guys um, wave in Tess and uh, your boat, um, and oh, nice. you guys pull into this little cave. And you guys are—are are you guys going to kind of rest here for the night? Yeah. Yeah. Now that we've got them to help keep watch, it seems good. Yep. Sweet. Um, uh, you see, as you guys are getting ready for bed, um, Hard One brings out his uh, coffin, uh, starts getting it ready. <laughs> um, Balnor's doing a little light reading. Uh, you see uh, Erdan comes up um, from below deck uh, and goes up to you, Moonshine, and goes, uh, Moonshine, uh, could we go for a walk? Yeah, sure. Uh, You're he, not trying to breed with me, are you? Breed with you? <laughs> okay, no. cool, 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 great, great. So not, I don't see you as some kind of like livestock or something. Cool, cool. What's up? Right. Uh, so he walks with you down onto uh, this little rocky shore. Mind if we make it a power walk? I got to get my steps in today. <laughs> right. right. We can make it a power walk. Uh, he power walks with you. Um, and he goes, I, uh, I'm not your father, but I think I might know who he is. And I wouldn't be telling you this right now, except I feel a tremendous amount of guilt, and I don't know if I could focus on the mission if I wasn't completely honest with you. Okay. There is a wizard in 
Gladehome, uh, who uh, was my best friend for many years. And uh, he and I uh, were came up in the university together. Uh, we were both very ambitious, and he was a very powerful wizard who was on track to become the headmaster at uh, at the university. And around 30 years ago, he met your mother, and they had uh, a bit of a tryst, and uh, his family wasn't happy about it. A lot of the other high elves didn't approve of it, and I was his best friend, and I, I, I knew your mother, and your mother came to me and asked what I thought she should do, and I was, I was afraid he might run off and throw everything away. I, I didn't know she was pregnant, but I, I, I told her that I thought she should leave. And I'm, I'm part of the reason that you don't know your father, and I'm sorry. I, I didn't, amongst the Crick folk, we don't place a lot of emphasis on biological parents in general. We sort of prefer the chosen family, you know, rather than the family you were necessarily born into. So I did not grow up with want for um, a father. However, I am a little disappointed that Mima was made to feel less than. Um, but I guess I'm I'm glad that he didn't shun her, cause I don't want to think of my DNA swimming around inside me being mean to each other. Uh, no. In fact, I don't think he knows you exist. I, I, in fact, I, I know he doesn't know that you exist. And uh, I think Jolene thought she was doing him a favor by disappearing, so I... What does he think now with the Crick folk outside? He's... Uh, your father is uh, a, a good person and an open-minded person, but he's torn. He hasn't been using all of his influence to help the Crick people because I think he harbors some resentment. Okay. He is a very powerful wizard, though. You come from good stock, so... Well. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. All's forgiven. I, uh... I, you know... I think we're all processing a lot right now, so I'm just gonna go ahead and put all this information on my emotional back burner and just sort of let it really boil down to something really flavorful. <laughs> right. <laughs> Again, so sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I appreciate the honesty. Camp out on the rocks. I mean, I don't need you to punish yourself like a dog, but... I feel like I could. 
Okay, I'm not gonna stop you. How about that? How about that? I'm not gonna stop you? Yeah, I don't. I don't think you should. Yeah. All right. Well. Uh, well. Good night. Good night. Sweet Rich. dreams. You know, now that you've unburdened your conscience. Sorry, I didn't. I thought you'd want to know. No, no, I, I know I'm being hard on you. I, I appreciate it. Oh, it's okay. I deserve it. Yeah, it's so cool. Great. Uh, guess I'll see you at breakfast. <laughs> Would it make you feel better if you borrowed my cat? <laughs> Moonshine bursts into tears. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it, I, I think it would, would do me just right. I think so. yeah. Get over here, Bubbles. If you could just Erdan, Erdan hugs you, and um, uh, Bubbles begins uh, <laughs> grooming your hair. Oh. oh my God, your little bony tongue. Oh, Melora. Oh, death is a beautiful thing. All right. Well, good night. I'm gonna go sleep in the fetal position. Uh, Erdan goes his way. Munchan, I walk you two go back steps to the into the cave and then fall into a fetal position and just cuddle with the <laughs> cat. <laughs> uh, so everybody goes to bed in their separate places, or what are you? What are uh, Bev and Hard One doing? I burst into the cabin uh, and say, "Hard One, we're halfway done with the wetsuit." Rear. <laughs> 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 Fuck yeah, guys. Go get it. The legs are not the same length. We are working on that. <laughs> I, I dap up Bev and uh, Papa. <laughs> How you doing otherwise? Is, have you seen Moonshine around? Rear, um, rear. You see Papa feel sad. Rear, rear. <laughs> Papa no. just bursts Papa. into tears. Oh, she'll, she'll be back. Papa. She's coming back. I tousle his hair. She's fine. She's okay. We don't have to do the wetsuit anymore if you don't want to. <laughs> Papa looks. Papa looks out. Uh, you're not uh, in the, in the ship, right? Yeah, I walked into the mouth of the cave and then just gr- curled in a fetal position. Papa um, goes up on the side of the ship uh, and sees Moonshine down below, cuddling with the cat in the fetal position. Oh. <laughs> and he just goes, "Rear." I hear him. I feel him. Papa, get down here. Mama needs you. Get down here. I throw up a little grappling hook so he can tie rope down. <laughs> Papa looks hurt for a second to betray it, like he might turn away, but then he can't help it. He goes and he does, he wobbly does the uh, uh, tight rope and goes down to you. I cuddle him. <laughs> Snuggle up, little one. Uh, you cuddle up with all the little familiars. Should we go too hard one? think she needs just a familiar touch tonight. <laughs> uh, something only Papa can give. <laughs> it sounds so sexual. That's like Papa's like sexy 80s music video, a familiar, familiar touch. <laughs> <laughs> a familiar. It's not... Oh, I see what you meant. Familiar <laughs> touch. <laughs> Very good. Um, I think if we can see her from the window, maybe we just like wave. I think I, like a, I think I okay? wave and give like a, I'm, I'm good. Okay. Don't worry I about do, me. Yeah, you give a bad okay sign. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I do an okay sign too, but it's just like the circle and then a middle finger. Yeah. It's just, it's not okay. It's not an okay, okay sign. <laughs> Objectively bad. <laughs> 
It's just a claw. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm gonna. I'm maybe I'm gonna, hard one's gonna walk to the front of the ship mm. uh, with my dad's hat, mm. and I'm going to say to the hat, um, "Dad, I'm sorry. Sorry, I keep on fucking up. I'm a vampire. I'm boot. I'm, I'm a disappointment." <laughs> Um, but if you're listening, if you're out there, I know I screwed up. I put mom down here. I'm, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get her, to free her. Even if it means I stay in Shadowfell. Uh, go ahead and make an, uh, a religion check with advantage. Oh, advantage. 17. 17. Um... Hard one. Uh, you haven't seen any weather. Everything's um, been super calm, but in the deep distance, uh, you see a lightning bolt come out of the sky, and a few seconds later, thunder. Fuck yeah, pop. <laughs> and that's where we'll end our session. Woo! Oh, wow. Okay, I cannot so, wait go, to go to a masquerade. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, think I, I feel like we all need to cuddle animals tonight. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, you do not get to cuddle anything. I know. I have one of you. Oh, right. <laughs> have you had any feelings about Pawpaw? Like you want to suck his blood? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't no, think I mean, this first animals natty. aren't particularly um, appetizing it's to him. Uh, it's like, uh, it's yeah, want he wants yep. to eat people. Uh, he eats the rats to get by, so Papa doesn't look that. Mm-hmm. Papa doesn't look like a snack to this him. Some great questions for the short rest. Yeah, yep. Yep. yeah, that's true. Yeah, save them. Cool, um, guys. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you want to listen to the short rest, go on over to Patreon.com/NadPod. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't sing yet, <gasps> um, guys. Uh, we got some stuff to plug. We have a bunch of shows coming up, everybody. Oh. Go to nadpod.com slash live. September 10th, we're going to be in Atlanta. September 11th, we're going to be in Philadelphia. September 12th, we're going to be in New York. Yep. September 13th, we're going to be in Boston. And September 14th, Drum we're roll, going baby. to be in Pittsburgh. 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 Hey. Pittsburgh, baby. Go Steelers. Uh, so go, uh, it's going to be the Nanner Fly Effect tour. We're going to be doing um, what would uh, what could have happened uh, if some roles were different. I like to uh, call it a who's who of what ifs. Ooh, <laughs> a veritable that is who's who so of what ifs. Good. God damn, that's the poster. <laughs> a who's who of what ifs. Brilliant. Uh, that was really good. I said it because it was dumb. Can we, can that we, was really good. We have, we that's got to be a like, t-shirt. The magical mystery tour. Is that like kind of what the poster is going to look like? Ooh, a little bit. Ooh, yeah, that's cool. I like that. We'll do that. Yeah, let's just design it on the short rest. Cool, Ooh. Uh, guys. Um, we got some other things to plug. Get me and Emily's book. Hey, you up? How to turn your booty call into emergency contact? Available on Amazon and on Audible. Also, our sketch show Hot Date is on Netflix. Uh, Caldwell, what do you got to plug? Oh, um, here's some news. Cartoon Hell uh, has concluded for now. We just finished season two. Uh, so if you go to sign up dot dropout dot tv slash nadpod you can check out both seasons of cartoon hell uh you can just get a preview you can watch them all in one go it's it's a lot of fun tv for you to enjoy oh yeah, yeah. uh jake you got anything brother sister beard oil okay sister, brother, brother mister 
<laughs> the sister mister brother sister co.com get my oil put it on your body and your face thank you would you say that it's as good as bev's oil I would say nothing's as good as Bev's oil, but my oil, is, it's at least real. You can really buy it. <laughs> Bev's, oils ca- Bev's oil can't be bottled. <laughs> um, if you were to be grasped by a large uh, cephalopod, would you be able to escape using your oil? If you were coated in Sister Mister, you could squirt right out. That's oh! Sure. Hell yeah. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Sister Mister makes you squirt. Nice. <laughs> Uh, guys, follow us on Twitter at thmurphysme, at Caldy's Caldwell, at Exford's Emily, at Jake Hurwitz's Jake, and tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD. That's N E D D P O D. We are, we are the youth of the nation. We are, we are youth of the nation. It's the end of the show, everybody, and that means I need to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders, starting with Brad D., the only pebble pot that isn't craven, once did mushrooms with Denny and spent the entire trip trying to convince him that his feet were still there. J. Loma, 72, a.k.a. Steelbreaker, hard ones, Jimspiration, worked out so hard they died, but then got reincarnated as a Goliath, so now they're twice as buff. Dylan B., a sword-wielding wizard surrounded by a floating army of blades at all times, unfortunately, the blades are all letter openers, but fortunately, Dylan gets a lot of mail, bills mostly, but still. Danny P., Bahumi's resident artist, painted Hard One Senior Portrait at the Dwarfenage, also painted the fightin' Palore mascot on the gym floor at Bev's High School, got in trouble because it was too sexy. Spencer Caskbrew, patron elder of libations, ale maker to gods and heroes of Bahumia alike, created a bud-heavy so dense Balnor could only drink three before getting the spins. Beardman Dan, the longest beard in all of Bahumia. If Dan wanted, he could cut his beard and make a belt for everyone in Bahumia. Just something to think about, Dan. Scott D., a Grimhawk citizen who made a fortune selling bottled blood to all the monsters making their way to Emberheaven. Hermes W., the Bat King, summoned Bat Kong, a gorilla-sized bat in an attempt to defeat Hard One. Unfortunately, Bat Kong was instantly distracted by all the bananas Bev slipped on. Spartus, a warrior skeleton with disgustingly thick bones. They look like if the Michelin Man was ripped. Their secret? Muscle milk baths. Adam R., the R-rated assassin, does rails of cocaine off the corpses of their victims. Adam got a bad case of typhoid as a result, but it looked pretty metal, so it was worth it. Danielle, the dastardly dame, died and went to Morden's forge just so she could introduce Gemma to JV. Hugh C., a.k.a. Haldor Frostback, MVP of the Giant Wars, crewed on the SS Stormborn, and fought alongside Elias and Red, hung out in the kitchen with Deadeye during a party on the ship, and still talks about it to this day. Daniel Yu, a.k.a. Multifor. Fun fact, you can defeat Multifor by showing them a mirror. They'll keep spinning around, trying to look at all their faces, then eventually get dizzy and pass out. Jordan DJ, legendary DJ of the realm. Their trap remix of Be Kind to Scullywugs is currently number one on every chart in every plane of existence. Jeffrey S., Lord of the Fjord, Born of the Sword, and owner of a Ford? That's right, Jeff just bought a Focus, and yes, they sprung for the leather interior. Smart move, Jeff. Cutter W., a high elf dandy turned crick, architect recently started building ranch-style stumps, which is actually just a normal stump that comes with a cow inside. John S., a.k.a. Schubert the Mushroom, just saw Midsummer and was a little miffed that Ari Aster didn't contact them for the mushroom scene. Ryan M., Hard One's Ram, who survived being devoured by Hard One and has now become a rampire. They have all of Hard One's strengths and none of his weaknesses. They are the Day Trotter. 
Elena C., a mutated person living in the waters of Shadowfell. Strangely enough, Elena looks exactly like the Starbucks logo, but with way bigger teeth. Michael McD., head mixologist at the Blue Mana Inn, currently serving a drink called the Scullywug, which is just a tiny enchanted whirlpool of rum garnished with a whole mess of frog legs. Andrew M. wields the longest sword in all of Bohemia. It looks like three of Sephiroth's swords taped together because that's exactly what it is. Victor T., Balnor's boy whose loving dad was ripped from his family and transported to another world. What will happen if Balnor Prime meets Bohemia Balnor? You'll just have to read our 200-page movie script to find out. Justin I, Pendergast's running mate in the upcoming election. Their slogan is, We've put all your problems in a belly chain. Jacob C., a mind flayer who does psychic damage by forcing you to think about watching porn with your parents in the room. Elena M., the wizard who installed the rune towers around Bastard's Cove, couldn't get the settings quite right, so there are unfortunately a lot of physically traumatized squirrels twitching on the ground outside the gate. Mick Pucks, the amazing codemaster who programmed our website, also invented the scrying spell, which they intended to be used as more of a baby monitor and less of a privacy invasion tool. Tragic. Earl and Kathleen L., a pair of married scullywugs currently swirling towards each other at the bottom of the ocean. Their last words were, This is poetic as shit! Jibe G, a wooden puppet that came to life Pinocchio-style, Jibe fights by lying a lot and using their nose as a bow staff. Jostrich, the jock ostrich, basically like hard one, except they were the only bird at a human orphanage, or horphanage, as they're more commonly called. Damiel R, Ram Daniel's evil twin, hard one is hungry and he's coming for you, Damiel. Jennifer V, has a V even more vicious than Cobbs, their secret, intense diarrhea from too much crick water. Destin C, an Asimar who hears the pickup Line, Did you fall from heaven every time they drink at the Blue Mana Inn? Devin B, the Bodega Lord. Their pauldrons are made of bologna, their gauntlets, cheddar cheese, and their breastplate. Well, that's steel because otherwise they'd get stabbed. Sergio Salazar Solomon Sarkarius de Sequani, seventh of his name, a sexy Peruvian snake folk with sweet snake patterns on his skin. Sergio can steal your heart or your head, which is particularly impressive because they wield a piercing weapon. Michael L., the fastest gnome in all of Bohemia, as soon as you hear the tee-hee, it's already too late. Sam H., Alanis' dealer. Sam accidentally became a fifth-level wizard from Alanis hanging around their house so much. Trey the Cray Fay, who eats Lays? That's right, this sweet summer Aladrin is trapped in a demiplane built entirely out of potato chips. Aaron G, master of the banishment spell, the evil wizard who banished Trey Lay to said potato chip plane. Jory S, a jacked wizard. Jory is so jacked they can't lift their wand above their shoulders and are frequently bullied by the other scrawnier wizards. Alucard, a reverse Dracula. Alucard also summoned Ryan the Ram, but only to love and cherish him. Baby Doc, the only doctor to ever perform their own c-section also the only doctor to ever be sued by papa for botching their own c-section adam h the most jacked gnome people would think it's amazing except they usually just mistake them for a dwarf ryan hard one's ram after being viciously attacked by hard one ryan turned to the dusk mother for help and was revived now he wanders Shadowfell, looking for the master who betrayed him big buck pregnant elk moonshine's elk and baby big B- buck also has the wings of an interfly which brings up a lot of questions about who their father might be richard f the first person ever climb to the top of Galateron Mountain and also the first person to ever fall off Galateron Mountain. Richard X Machina introduced the Crick to chopsticks, or as the Crick elves call them, Eaton Branches. Troy McSee, a chosen celebrity who was recently photographed checking into a rehab facility for milk addiction. Cannibalistic Cthulhu, the loving parent of the juvenile Kraken who tried to kill the band of boobs. Where did Cannibalistic Cthulhu go wrong? Sam L. attended the first jamboree and ate so many cupcakes that they threw up. Sam L. needed a private 
private chaperone to attend the second one. Dom R, a soda genasi, Dom will entice you with their sweetness, then clobber you with their slam attack for 10d6 of damage. Josh S, the revived cyborg version of Josh the Kobold. Unfortunately, the cyborg parts do mean that Josh is no longer natty and has been banned from all weightlifting competitions. Blitzbrig Dimitri, owner of Dwarger's Big Borger, the new Rat Borger, is even more disgusting than it sounds. It's made of rat shit. Nicholas C has starred in every single movie ever made in Bohemia, and Nicholas is prepping for their role as Moonshine in the upcoming Band of Boobs movie, but is still negotiating how much extra they'll be paid for all the nude scenes. Mike Age, the greatest bassist in all of Iron Deep, keeps the walls of the mountains bumping and the dwarven feet thumping. Kevin S, a defendant at the Crick who lost a trial by wrestling and was sentenced to 32 years in the timeout bag. Matthew E, the possum professor who taught Papa how to lawyer, but more importantly, how to live. Samuel B, a clockwork robot who longs to be a real human. Chin up, Samuel. Being a robot is way cooler. Tilford G, author of the hit children's book and movie Ulfgar Goes Punch, also the writer of the way less popular Theala Goes God and Kills Everyone. Curtis S, a lawn gnome, proud protector of the patio and guardian of the garden. Colton B also has a skeleton cat, but theirs is a dancing skeleton cat. Take that, Erden. Jens Christian T has so many Trinstagram followers, they've started turning down sponsors just to keep the content pure. Gage M, a Frostwind teen dwarf who's actually a goody two-shoes, doesn't skateboard, and the only Thieves Guild they hang out with is Thieves of the Heart, their monthly sonnet club. Aaron C, a furbolg rogue who is so cute and cuddly, they will steal your heart and also your Rolex. Damn, that was a nice timepiece. Montana Monarch, the only monarch who migrates north during the winter. That's right, they're chasing that chill. Bring on the polar bear plunges. L&D, the fiercest woman in Bohemia, once shot Old Cobb's romantic advances down with a literal shotgun. TJM, the gnome barbarian whose brethren were savagely murdered by the band of boobs in Cragwater. Unlike other gnomes of Bohemia, TJ has a strict warrior's code, which includes daily washing of their armor. RPKB, R2-D2's less helpful cousin, can't store plants for the Death Star, but can defrost a chicken. Okay, fine, they're a microwave, but a talkative one. Taylor S, a.k.a. Trash the Traveler, has every page in their passport stamped, but more importantly, has every Disney character signature in their autograph book. Anime Intellect, Bohemia's first blogger. In Bohemia, blogs are just collections of stones that, seen by an airship, spell out a message. Zolo Dolo, a cleric who specializes in midwifery and runs a five-star business under the name Zolo Dula. Joshua C., a professional bobsledder in Frostwind, takes a bobsled to work, then you know what? Bobsled some more. Larissa J., a free fairy who assassinated the troll king Arya Stark style. Instead of dragon glass, Larissa used a jagged dagger of rock candy. Dylan CM, the wannabe DM, more vicious than Daddy Murphy and trickier than Dunkle Caldwell. All of Dylan's PCs are vampires and most of Dylan's villains vape. Kelvin Noodles, the pasta elemental. As a bonus action, pasta elemental can produce an elegantly plated caprese salad. B-Money, Balnor's hip-hop alter ego, just dropped the friggin' song of the summer, Mo Mayo Nuts, Mo Problems. Andrew A is a mage. He uses greater invisibility for their private cries. Moonshine can't wait to learn it for that reason. J, a boot who got true polymorphed into an insecure vampire, a mere image of hard one. Heartless Master has no heart, but they do have a super heart 2.0 manufactured by Duddle in Esri 
which lets you feel every feeling at once. CC Lulu, Blavin's favorite bartender, mostly because they're the only one that hasn't kicked Blavin out. Paul B, a mage who uses true polymorph to turn their flip-flops into boots when the terrain requires, then into slippers when it's time to relax. Barnesinator, keychain's keychain, mostly just a lucky rabbit foot and a CVS extra care card. Shane M, the Calvin Klein of Bohemian Scullywug scuba suits. If you're getting married, you're, go- you're getting a Shane M scuba suit. Yasmin, the Yasmanian devil. Akarat tried to recruit Yasmin, but ended up chasing them into a fake hole into a wall. Ouch. Trigger Happy, a ranger whose bow is made with the bones of their enemies. Violin bow, that is. They are also a beautiful string musician. Eric G, a rat folk runway model who's heard lore of Pawpaw's runway prowess and is looking to stage a walk-off. Jackalope Oddity, the proud leader of a noble battalion of warrior skeletons who, wait, nope, someone came along and kicked their bones, now they're at the bottom of the sea. Zack C, an evil mage who also had greater invisibility, but used their turns to tie the boobs' shoelaces together. Aiden R, the only green teen greasier than Beverly, their aura is so powerful they give their enemies plus four to saving throws. Jeremy R, the bartending assassin for the SS Stormborn, once used their bar back a young Vinard as a strangling instrument, something Vinard lives with to this day. Ellie K, a wizard whose fireball spell produces actual fireball candy, which is actually hotter than fire because it's so spicy. Luke H, a tan vampire or a tan pyre. Hard one is incredibly jealous and wants to know where Luke gets their bronzer. Ritterin, Kaka's new master. Ritterin recently asked Kaka, tell me who you admire most in the world, and Kaka squawked hard. Hard one, Shorefoot, friend to animals and lover of all creatures. I'm Hopeless, a down-on-their-luck adventurer who moved into a crickside stump only to find out it was just a huge mound of dried-out bullywug dung. Now that's some shitty luck. Timmy R, once teabagged Pendagost in college, but Pendagost didn't even care because it was so freaking epic, bro. Crucial prank. Alex M, a bullywug who is protesting the production of bullywug scuba suits throughout Shadowfell, not because they're immoral, but because they don't work. Amy I, the landlord for JV and Gemma's new apartment in the afterlife. We heard recently that they sleep in two separate rooms and Gemma keeps a drawing of hard one by her bed. How sweet. I wonder who wrote that one. Cassandra MHP, aka Cassandra Max HP. Cassandra defeated an adult kraken by straight up beating it in a holding your breath underwater contest, but wait, how? Cody John H, an angry mage who is trapped in a cell in Shadowfell. Despite all their rage, they are still just a mage in a cage. Aaron R.S., a skeleton who used to have a boring job on a ship, but now has an awesome life chilling in the sand at the bottom of the ocean. Lucas B., most pockets of Bohemia. Lucas wears cargo pants that have cargo pockets in the cargo pockets. Craziest part, Lucas doesn't use any of the pockets because they have a sick fanny pack. Ruben A., a fob goblin, looks exactly like a hobgoblin, but Ruben can access any building requiring a fob. Ruben can also start newer model drill cars. Jordan L., a tuba player who performed at Gemma and JV's wedding when Gemma requested her and Hard One's song and then slow danced alone, even JV had to admit that their love was a beautiful thing. Laura S., a boot. Unlike Hard One, though, Laura really owns it, and most humanoid creatures wish they would be more boot-like when they see Laura trotting around town. Jay Parker, the first player to hit a so-so-sick trick playing the giant shredder game at Smuggler's Bounty, was later found dead in their hotel room after being pleasured to death 
by a succubi. Austin C., the jester mage, after getting a mysterious invitation to a wedding, he invited his brother to be a plus one. They arrived at JV and Gemma's wedding, and they found they were the entertainment. After performing dubious amounts of magic, he suddenly yet accidentally changed his brother's head into an elephant. Continuing on with the wedding, he finds the bride and groom are not what he thought. Confused, he stands in the middle of the ceremony, asks aloud, where is hard one and who is this dwarf becoming the not-so-literal elephant in the room? Austin M., a.k.a. the butcher known as Bonesaw. Austin can cut through any bone and survives on a diet of pure marrow, but don't give Austin dessert. Ice cream is too cold for their teeth. Touch it, the only beautiful tree person who got hotter when they were freed from the Bear Princess spell. They are now Cran and Durlin's go-to babysitter. Kaylee Elise, the honey queen with a heart of gold. Mrs. Togold only uses Kaylee Elise's fair trade honey in her sticky buns, and you can taste the difference. Dave J, a.k.a. Bell and the Bard, a traveling bard that witnessed the Moonstone Massacre and decided to follow in the wake of the band of boobs, chronicling, chronicling their exploits and interviewing the few witnesses left behind, currently writing the ballad of the Elkin Milk Mother. Kevin, a traveling doggomancer giving out doggies. Hard One is quite interested in a furry little companion because he's both lonely and hungry. Devin W, a traveling salesman in Bohemia who was selling swords and knives but quit immediately when Glad asked point blank, can I fuck them? Chris H. is tasked with cleaning out the timeout sack at the Crick. It's dirty work, but they pay a living wage. 25 brown leaves an hour. Shinoa B., a skeleton cat hoarder, has about 100 skeleton cats. They really should surrender some of them, but they're so dang cute. Nick S., a.k.a. Old Crick Nick, the strangest guy at the Crick. They live in a brick house and wear long pants. WTF, what a weirdo. Sam H., the only professional soccer player in Bohemia. A little inconvenient because that means there are no other players, no other teams, but Sam gets paid a shit ton in endorsements so they'll take it. Quinn G, an elven ranger who shoots spitballs instead of arrows. It sounds more annoying than deadly, but Quinn's saliva is quite poisonous. And finally, Jared E, Mima's rebound after she dumped her high elf boyfriend. Jared was a mulleted renegade who couldn't read or write. Mm-mm, nothing's hotter than that. And that's it for this week, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to listen to our after show, The Short Rest, you can head on over to patreon.com slash nadpod. Thank you so much to all of our listeners and our Council of Elders and all of our Patreon subscribers. Um, we'll be back next week with another episode. Goodbye. That was a HeadGum Podcast.